0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 85th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. My guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he is the owner of hastyheat.com. He is an engineer, he is a product designer. He is the man, he is my friend, Brent Hasty, in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, Brent Hasty, are you with us?
1: Yes, I am.
0: All right, cool, man. Audio is good, video is good. How's it been going, man?
1: oh the good life
0: all right yeah dude
1: lockdowns lockdowns over here are a little bit smaller
0: yeah dude i bet i'd (laughs) I'd love to hear about that uh we're gonna that's
1: just life on the shire for you
0: no doubt this is gonna be a dope interview because this guy is all the way out in finland so completely different half of the world it's daytime where he's at right now it's almost (laughs) it's like half hour to midnight where i'm at right now so it's uh It's pretty cool to to. to make this happen. But I I just want to give the people a little bit of context on how I met Mr. Brent Hasty. I was living in Portland, Oregon. I was working at a couple of dispensaries at the time. I was driving an electric vehicle. I was downtown, Electric Avenue, charging my car. And I saw this guy pull up in his leaf. Mine was a blue one. His was like a red one. And he had this like, just like spoiler, like, dome plastic thing coming off the back of his car and I'm in my car just rolling one like and I'm just looking at him pull up and he gets out and like I put down my nugs for a say I, I go and talk to the guy I'm like dude what is that on your car you know what I mean and he's like man oh it's just called a cam back I'm like where'd you get it you know what I mean he's like oh I made it I'm like are you an engineer and he goes yeah I'm like damn dude I'm like does it do anything besides look cool? And this guy, man, you know what I mean? He's like, what do you get per kilowatt hour as far as miles? And I'm like, 3.7, 3.8 per kilowatt hour if I baby it. And he he he's like, come look at my car. And he, he opened his door and he turned it on and he showed me his dash and he was getting like 6.2. And I was like, damn, I'm like just off of that. And he was just like, yeah, I got a little grill insert too and it just, it blew my mind if anybody out there is an EV driver look that up man you can make your own like it's it's legit it'll increase the shit out of the range of your car and from that moment on i was completely impressed with this dude like holy shit dude so after that like we we exchanged numbers and became friends man so we've been you know kicking it ever since and friends online talking about uh ways to change the world and shit man so um
1: that's, that's what that's, the world means
0: yeah dude and it, it really anybody who's thinking about getting an electric vehicle please get one you will meet the dopest people on earth while you're sitting there charging your car next to someone else you know what i mean so oh um, it, it
1: it turns into a whole different uh travel sociology a uh, part of it is now your petrol budget is your treats budget along the way yeah
0: that, and and that's, how, that's how it would go, too. It's like there's somewhere I to eat like, nearby.
1: I don't like sitting in a car for more than an hour or two straight. Yeah. I like to get out and walk around. It's good for your health.
0: Hell, that's, yeah. That's
1: your top-up time. You spend the money at the local business next to the charger, get a crumpet if you're hungry, whatever.
0: Dude, yeah, man. They they had that mod Leisure. pizza. They had mod it's pizza in downtown. It's like you could charge your car go grab a pizza Uh eat it come back your car's done charging continue on your way you know what i mean right like that was the best scenario bro i love mod pizza still to this day (laughs) so uh i when i met you um you had the the cam back on your car dude can can you talk about that product before we get into uh like the, the hasty heat and your move, you know, out of the States and everything like that. Cause dude, there's so many things I want to ask you about and, and have you tell stories about, but <laughs> that was the initial product. I've, I've tried to pitch it to a couple of homies to try and produce it. And I still have to get back into an electric vehicle to, to handle that. And I'm going to, I'm going to do it this year, Brent. Good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, our car we're at 140,000 on the original brake pads.
0: Damn, see, that's what I told my pop, bro. It's easy. I had my brakes done like four times. I'm like, I think, dude.
1: I think in, in all those miles, my maintenance has been topping up the windshield washer fluid and maybe two sets of tires.
0: That's what I tell people too. I said that the three years I drove that car, the only thing I paid for was tires and windshield wipers. You know what I mean? That was it for three years, you know.
1: As as a guy, uh, a gearhead, uh, you know, aerospace mechanic, even, um, I've built crazy cars. Like, uh, how about a nineteen seventy seven two eighty Z two plus two rare car, and I built it into a turbo diesel greasel, <laughs> French fry grease oil burning. 125 mile an hour sports car with all nissan parts
0: oh see <laughs> see man i'm I, like i got a couple mechanic homies who i'm friends with from my res and they mm-hmm. shit on me every time i talk about evs you know what i mean and oh, so it'll uh, be it'll be good to send them this I, I episode and just say hey bros, just check this like, out
1: yeah look up the gluppity glup uh turbo diesel hybrid electric motorcycle on uh, YouTube under MPG Trikes. Yeah. Uh, so for, for a while, I had mpgtrikes.com. Uh, I've always been looking for a summer gig, and I fin- figured efficient vehicles would be part of it. But uh I don't think anybody's built as Rub Goldberg of a complex, crazy, flailing petrolmobile as that. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know uh the thing i love about my electric car is it's so simple i just push the button and it works yes
0: yeah it, go, it goes <laughs> like my
1: cell phone when i turn it on you know i don't have to do filter changes on my cell phone it's lovely
0: yeah it's like, dude exactly no brakes no nothing um, very so, few
1: parts solid yeah, state
0: yeah so i mean but wait, back, back to the camback, bro, like what inspired right. what inspired the design of that product, man?
1: Well, well, for a long time, I've been a participant in a group online called, uh, what is it? Uh, it tracks fuel mileage, Ecomotter.com. I've got several vehicles that I've uh, put in there, including a giant school bus, which oh. I convert to RV. Hell yeah yeah. <laughs> But I I, I I did fuel mileage logs. In fact, the mileage logs for Ruby with the cam back and field notes is all there for review, if you'd like, uh, showing the difference in efficiency. On,
0: on that website? <laughs> yeah. Say it again, please.
1: Ecomoder.com.
0: Ecomoder.com. Uh, please, yeah. If you own a Nissan Leaf, check that shit out. Cause...
1: Yeah, and also there you could see my uh, 280Z diesel car and its fuel log as well as a bunch of other projects
0: that's dope man i uh well, I, got, I got in a wreck recently I, I got cashed out maybe like 6k i couldn't get finance for the 10 to get the leaf i wanted with the 40 kilowatt battery so i went with mm-hmm. a, a chevy sonic and it gets 29 to, to 39 depending so i've been trying to track the, the mileage on that too and i've been doing long trips and it's manual transmission. I'll, I'll be able to get my my loot out of it as far as work mileage and then dish it off and get the, the LEAF I want next year for sure. So I just... It sure
1: is a wallet saver to own an EV. Yeah, dude, uh, Especially over is. here in Europe where the fuel prices aren't subsidized by aircraft carriers.
0: Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and dude, even here, it's like if i didn't have that car for those three years i wouldn't have made it in portland i would have had too too many maintenance issues and fuel costs for me to survive because the the cost of living in that city turned up during those years dude like way you know what i mean i I remember you saying that was part of your reason for leaving too but it was just like man i can't afford to pay for my shit to get fixed when it's break when it when it breaks and the nissan leaves
1: flails anything that flails yeah
0: and the nissan the the leaf didn't break bro i got rear-ended at a fucking red light some lady ran into me you know what i mean so i
1: I, i've bought two of those uh totaled out leafs from the uh insurance auctions yeah Uh, the first one i tore down stem to stern and i could honestly tell you that if you have if ever you needed to change the sound dampening mat on the firewall. That's going to be a very expensive replacement. Okay. Because that is the very first thing put on the car after paint.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and that—that's one thing I, I messaged you about online too. Is there's this company in Portland called EV Rides LLC. They and look legit. Yeah, and they—they they do just like you said. They—they they buy it from auction. And they, they will put a 40 kilowatt battery or a 62 kilowatt battery in your 2013 Nissan LEAF, which will make so, it, and so I'm just like, dude, and so they have that part you were talking about, I think they, they modified it or, or built one of their own that can adapt it to the older LEAF model
1: right yeah. yeah there's a lot of that going on all over the world and 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 this takes me all the way back to when i finished school in the 90s
0: yeah talk, right? man, can, yeah can you tell me that story i remember you talking about your pop being in california and, and all of this shit was supposed to happen and didn't so can you can you right? talk about that history too tell that story please man
1: so so i i i i was a very good student i did like 32 of 23 required credits right I it's high school and a half and yeah. Yeah, I aced everything because I wanted to learn yeah and uh so I I got my uh first college degree basically vocational degree in aircraft maintenance right alongside my high school diploma so i Dude, i hit the running at a young age
0: aircraft maintenance man we had kenny pahina on the show for episode 81 he was in the air force and did aircraft maintenance too man you got to check out that episode
1: yeah well i sure love the education i got from aircraft maintenance plus what i sought on my own uh i i i had access to the university unlv library to check out books and i digested like the entire gm Uh, um, uh, uh, manual for the solar GM electric impact car that won the first solar challenge in Australia which is something I aspired to do in fact in school I was building a solar car
0: damn uh
1: anyway so I was all primed with the knowledge to to hit hit the road with the uh California I even moved to California after that The zero emission mandate that they did in the 90s. And uh, when the GM Impact and many other EVs were built, uh, like the Selectria E10 pickup truck, which I later owned one of an awesome little AC inverter powered truck uh, with regenerative braking and everything. Yeah. Based on a Chevy S10. And uh, then California folded on that mandate. And these manufacturers, of course, quit making those cars and it took another 20 years for these parts that i wanted available in the junkyard for me
0: yeah it's like when,
1: when i bought my car dude was like a uh, salesman uh greg down there at uh what is that plat right. plat auto, Platt.
0: Platt auto. Platt. yeah we'll give them a plug oh yeah Fuck that. <laughs> yeah i rock with them shout out to plat auto i like them too yeah
1: that's right yeah. but he's like yeah this car even still has warranty on it and i'm like well it's warranty i can't wait to start taking this car apart yeah <laughs> yeah and so that's why i bought a wreck one was so that i could take one apart and understand it and i i think nissan did an excellent job on their manufacturing the uh edge is even coaxially shielded so it's not likely to be affected by an EMP. for all you guys who are working on point ignition systems
0: okay i i have no clue what those terms mean you know but i hope the the, the gearhead homies dig that shit
1: you know yeah yeah Just
0: listen to what he's saying bros you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so uh The cam back was just uh, one of the the many aerodynamic modifications I've done to my LEAF. Uh, Another thing I did is I took the mud flaps off and I put them in front of the wheels to deflect the air around the wheel. That was good for, you know, a little bit. Um, uh, Moon disc hubcaps, you know, solid wheels.
0: I remember seeing those Uh, on your car too, yeah.
1: Rear fender skirts that cover the rear wheel partially. To reduce that wind drag pocket okay and then the, of course the cam back drill block uh i even put uh, a little extra uh just like regular foam door peel and stick sealant you know that squishes in the door jam yeah in between the body panels around the hood and stuff to reduce the wind into there nice just just you know Aerodynamic detail, like you would an airplane, right?
0: Well, yeah, dude. Well, d- d-
1: aerodynamics d- matters. Well, I mean, and efficiency well, is sexy.
0: It is, dude. It so <laughs> is. I I use that word all the time, and sometimes people are like, oh, this guy, and it's like, no, <laughs> no, it's good all around. You can't hate on that. You know what I mean? Efficiency is sexy. You know, <laughs> um, what, like, how did you? Like, did you have to build more than one? Like, how did you test that shit, bro? Like, how did you know that there was mm-hmm. drag right there behind the car
1: and that you had to make it come
0: down a little bit farther? Because
1: that well, was RTFM. Our, our, our uh, I did my research first. And then all I did is build a cardboard model to make the template to cut out the plastic. Okay. To get the curve right. Then I put it together. Damn. I did. I did drill screws and stuff into the tail lights. And yeah,
0: that—that that was my, my that,
1: under warranty car.
0: Yeah, that was my only issue. I was like, "This is legit," but I, I want How to figure out a that? different way. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, like, <laughs> the, and I'm working on that. I have a couple of bros that see what that, that remember and have a decent 3D printer, so we can build a model on a scale Nissan. There you go. Model. So. Uh,
1: there are, like, now 3D-printed little inserts that snap into the stock Nissan Leaf wheels to make ah, them solid, smooth, like mine. That's
0: tight, dude. See? And,
1: and it could be any color filling that hole that that's snaps in. You get, like, six pieces or whatever yeah. per wheel. And looks good. You have your aluminum wheel. Still looks good. Yeah, but you have the aerodynamic benefit of it not being an egg beater
0: see dude this is why i love having you as a friend because there's all of this shit that doesn't get sold to me by the corporation in my news feed or on tv and these are products that people are making like you and i that will make a huge difference in your life that aren't mass produced by someone in china it's like nah, this guy prints them at his crib and mails them out man it's worth 60 bucks you know like pay 60 bucks it's worth it you'll you'll, you'll see it on your dash bro
1: you know right another good one is there's a little spring you can put in the disc brake that holds it a little bit open off the pad rather than gliding on the disc the pads open a little and that'll save some range hell yeah it's a cheap mod, under 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, dude. And and that's the other thing I wanted to try and sell to folks too is uh, most people believe that you can't really mod an EV too much. And it's like, nah, oh, you, you could do have, all kinds of shit to that car, have bro. Have you seen you know the I mean?
1: rat rods that they are building from the wrecking yard parts of EVs now that they finally reached the wrecking yards? This is what I wanted to do when I was young and excited about building stuff. Yeah. And now i just want to develop uh new important prod products yeah. needed products very focused
0: yeah same man Rather than
1: I, building one up crazy rat rods
0: yeah you know? I, I i agree I, I can dig that because i i'm an everyday man and i am also a, a decent salesman and so it's like who the fuck am i gonna sell a fucking souped up hot rod to bro there's maybe like five guys in this kind you know what i mean but it's I could sell the the other shit, the mods to the, the cam back or the, the grill block or the, all of the products. I could sell that to every man as, hey man, like you'll see this on your dash as as far as range. So um, it's it's worth spending this little bit of money because it's going to go way further, you know?
1: Right, yeah. For the, it's amortized over the life of the vehicle, which is, um, you know, what, what's the life of an elevator, right? the yeah. electric motors like that 40 years yeah other than that you change the battery oh well battery is expensive no you're purchasing the next t- one two hundred thousand, maybe even million miles worth of traveling fuel yeah. up front for pennies per yeah. mile
0: yeah dude that's and that's when when people want to argue with me i'm like do the math i'm not i'm not trying to argue anymore I'm like calculate mm-hmm. all of the costs and then calculate all of these costs and then compare them you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you rich people aren't driving i or are rich people aren't driving evs for no reason you know what i mean it's they they understand the economics gen-
1: and- rich people are generally rich because they have developed some reasonable money management skills or they won't be rich for very long right yeah yeah, <laughs> and and part of that is you know buying efficient uh economical vehicles
0: yes yeah fuck look, a sports at the,
1: car. look at the mega wealthy i mean they're like t-shirt blokes like the, the what was the apple dude point right yeah just he never he always wear the same clothes and type stuff so that he didn't have to make that decision every day
0: yeah and i i dig that too man i in my youth i was a rapper I was a D boy and my appearance mm-hmm. counted for something. I had to look a certain way when I stepped in the building and mm-hmm. I'm not that anymore. And it's, it <laughs> feels good to just focus on shit that I like and, and be goal oriented and not appear uh, appearance oriented. You know what I mean? So it's it feels good to, to be like that. And I'm not even close to being anywhere near rich. So I, I just, mm-hmm. I try and observe people who have game and try to right, right click wealth, that shit you know
1: my wealth is here
0: exactly and and that's why i always dig your vibe too man is it was always the entre- entrepreneurial spirit and and also that money is not the most important thing time is you know so mm,
1: i love to be able to afford my own time yes. the big part of doing that is living debt free
0: yeah man
1: man yeah. i got my costs down monthly uh, I can easily exceed my monthly need. Yeah. And so that just is less worry. Less worry. Uh I I could I actually because of, of what I my gig is, um I I have like an eight month uh without a paycheck, right? Just doldrums stuck, no sale. <laughs> And that's evolved my mad financial skills to be able to make my money last over the year. And part of that is to have no bills.
0: No doubt. Uh,
1: I, I would regularly pay my uh, uh power bill uh, when I lived in America a year in advance. Dope. This goes back to wearing comfy comfy t-shirts in you know, less choice or less decision-making, right? Yeah. I don't have to worry about paying that monthly bill. Talk to me once a year. Other than that, leave me alone. Give me my power.
0: Yeah, see that's tight because we we'll
1: settle uh, up annually.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Because I, 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 as a cultivator too, I was mostly an outdoor guy, but I, I've experimented with LEDs lately, and that's that's relevant. You know what I mean? So
1: mm-hmm.
0: planning and budgeting for that is important. And being a businessman, because that's we, we did a short film a few weeks ago in Yakima, Washington, and fuck dude we barely scraped by we, we we couldn't afford to pay anybody for their time but we could get them a hotel room and give them travel money That's and cool. and everybody showed up so it was cool but it, it just it was a lesson to all of us like dude if we're gonna do more pages on the next one then we need to budget for that and have the money ready beforehand because we see how much it costs now and so it's it, it just uh doing the math man it's important like that's oh absolutely yeah and i'm, I'm more of a writer creator type guy but I, I was decent in math in school so it's good to have friends like this who throw it back in your face like hey bro you're, you're paying for this and that you know what i mean and
1: I'll, I'll, I'll turn numbers inside out on top of themselves from three different fruit boxes on a napkin
0: yeah serious <laughs> dude <laughs> I, I like that shit, man, cuz that uh I I like having friends like that cuz
1: it's like the energy in a bag of wood pellets is the cost equivalent of gasoline being at 75 cents to a dollar a gallon.
0: No doubt. Yeah, man, good so segue. How about
1: I feed my truck wood pellets.
0: Yeah, good segue, bro. Can can we switch to that because your it's your like main business, right? Is hastyheat.com and uh, and it can can you talk about that um because that I, I remember ladies and gentlemen i got to use a welding torch i got to make one of these stoves. I, I don't think he sold it it wasn't up to quality control or anything but i got to make one of them you know and, and it, it just it was a dope experience for me and and it was super fun but it, it just uh it allowed me to see the scope of what this man is doing besides all of his engineering stuff it's like no nah, he's making practical products. To, to help people in the real world too so can you talk about that man and the inspiration for that
1: well we got to start at the beginning about uh about uh what was it uh y2k right uh i had a brother and a sister that mm-hmm. were splitting in an apartment lived nearby me and uh their apartment uh had electric heat and they were complaining about the heating bill yeah great great you know it was like an extra 200 250 a month on their bill to keep the place warm yeah and it had a little toy fireplace so for christmas i just whipped out one of these little great heat exchangers that fit inside that fireplace here you go bro Is put a fan on it blows out hot air i'm like wow that works really good yeah. And then uh after that shortly I was talking with uh some friends of mine I worked for I uh did a alternative energy solar wind battery inverter setup in their uh uh, uh horse ranch.
0: Okay. So what what were they, they going to use that for?
1: The backup power for their horse ranch.
0: Oh, okay, cool. That's tight. So it's like
1: a big 40-acre uh, property, big A-frame log cabin, giant Test- house, cobblestone hearth that was arched. So, so it's like you, second- you made
0: you made a Tesla battery before there was a Tesla battery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right, cool. I just want to make that clear for the folks who are listening to this episode.
1: So I uh, I was talking with them on the phone and 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 uh, Ellen uh, of BioWater dot com uh she she was talking to me and and yeah says yeah i made this thing for my brothers and sisters uh fireplace that really uh uh made it more functional and she's like well how about you build one for us i said sure i'd worked with them before they got good money yeah (laughs) so i I built them a arch double row to match with lift out ashtray and battery backup oh and variable speed fans
0: dope that's the one with the tubes coming up that looks like an organ and shit like that yeah Yeah, it
1: was the second one i ever built
0: that's tight i think that's the one i remember making some videos for you and i think that's the one that jordy and his lady kept for their fireplace because it was just like you gave us like four of them and it was just like man like we want that one you know and it was it was the one with the tubes coming up so i don't know if they still use it but hopefully they do I, i think they had to get their chimney swept out or something
1: but that's important yeah. burn a hot fire sweep your chimney less
0: yeah <laughs> yeah hell
1: yeah don't don't smolder a fire it's no terrible doubt. we can talk about that i have to tell you all about smoldering yeah uh, basically uh, a wood smoke is unburnt fuel so you know if you enjoy cutting down forests and splitting firewood you know by all means smolder your wood because 80% of the wood's heat energy is in that smoke you better burn it
0: Word, Cause, cause that, and, and that's interesting to me because I am indigenous. I grew up my whole life with a wood stove in, in my parents' house and we would go and cut down red fur and sometimes tamarack and it's like, we would. You look for the split in the log, you chop that fucker down, load it up in the truck and then you know throughout the winter, you gotta chop it and make kindling and all that. So when I met you and you were talking about pellet stoves and shit, it just, culturally it was like different than what i'm used to but mathematically you know, you know it's like nah this shit fucking makes sense so when you say that you know 80 percent of what you're burning in your wood stove is going out with the smoke not not heating up your house you know what i mean
1: so well speaking to the flammability of smoke right with wood smoke i mean they've run vehicles on it yeah, I'm, build, I'm building a wood smoke generator that's capable of producing enough wood smoke to run a jet engine because, Dope. uh, you know, uh, uh I, I, I want a I wood pellet fueled jet engine.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, build it, build a train or something, man.
1: Well, <laughs> actually, uh, what it'll do is it'll produce 30 kilowatts of uh 483 phase electricity. Uh, which is way more than i need and uh i can sell the excess not at a huge profit but at more than enough to pay for the fuel
0: yeah see and and that's now i have
1: 60 kilowatts of waste heat on my property for free
0: yeah see dude and this is uh my my tribe is just now getting around to installing solar I, i shot a uh scene with with my homeboy Bob he's the head of the he's one of the designers for the solar crew they're they're doing all the office buildings at my tribe first to put panels up and but it's it's cool to hear this shit from someone else that I know because uh the, the, like the world is changing a little bit and my tribe has a charging station now man it's uh chaddemo at, at the at the casino and everything so I'm already set to to get that car next year and be able to go and visit home and be able to make it back to where I stay and, and be safe. You know what I mean? So it's it's cool to see all these changes happening, man. And th- that's one thing that I, I dig, too, is that you understand how these mathematical terms relate to each other, because I The electricity math to me is hard as fuck dude it's like i i only know kilowatt hours related to mileage because i drove that car for three years you know what i mean and so i try to anytime you say anything to me or i see some some gardening homies talking about lights and electricity it's like i try to relate those terms to kilowatt hours and how many miles i could get on my car because that's how it's relevant so i dig how you're breaking this down with uh wood stoves and pellets and such too man and how much power that you can generate and and contribute back to the grid you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. sell or whatever you know so
1: the project i'm working on with the the wood pellet stoves is is i'm my goal is to put a lightweight compact efficient lightweight easy to ship modular easy to rearrange for different needs Uh, a wood pellet because wood pellets can be automated okay this is where the the firewood like oh i'm always going to heat with firewood well as long as you want to maintain a fire every few hours that's fine
0: yeah Uh, it is a
1: pellet stove can literally literally run the entire heating season without maintenance word yeah, or very minimal maintenance or yeah. daily soaking, depending upon the complexity of, of the item and your hopper size. Yeah. But but I, I'm working on a pellet stove that is effectively a miniaturized uh version of a combined heat and power incinerator with district heating. I want to put one of these in every person's home so that they don't have a power bill, which yeah. is one less financial concern weighing on emotional matters
0: yeah dude see and, and i dig these terms you use too because it is man it's uh th- these terms aren't really culturally relevant it's fucking everyone on earth or at least in this country relevant you know what i mean so it, it well, when, just... I,
1: when, when i put that first picture of the double row arch for the horse ranch online People never quit slapping me with their credit cards since. Yeah. You know, because it, it it solves a problem that there's a huge need and that it is high on Maya's left hierarchy of needs. Yeah. How many people rent a house that has a fireplace in it? They're on tight budgets. They're using that fireplace for heat. Yeah. So if they can buy a device that's going to save them in one year enough bought firewood or pay for your own labor, right? Yeah firewood to pay for itself and then it works for 10 years saving that much every year yeah right
0: it is too man and 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 that's man that's the one thing i want to mention too my buddy tom cat uh thomas rickman his, his pop passed away in like 05 06. his name was tom rickman jr so my buddy tom cat is the third cat the third shout out to cat the third um his pop had a a pellet stove heating their house. You know what I mean? I remember we were in, I was a year older than him. I was maybe in eighth grade and he was in seventh grade. And I remember his pop had had a pallet of pellets, you know, bagged up, dropped off. And and me and Tomcat, that was our chore for that day, is we had to move them in to the crib and set them, you know, where where they're stored at instead of Fill leaving the them couch. outside. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it was there was like <laughs> fuck there was like 50 or 100 of them it's you know they're like 10 10, 20 pounds it was a chore it took us you know maybe an hour or so but we were kids
1: typically uh 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 50 bags of 40 pounds yeah and i think that works out to 50 megawatt hours
0: yeah Well, well dude and while we were doing it it just it reminded me of stacking cords of wood with my pop or anyone else who had a wood stove and it just I remember just i was like man and I was like, why does your pop have pellets instead of you know a wood stove and this was fuck 1995 96 or something and his dad is mm-hmm. the was the finance manager for our tribe really good at math <laughs> really good at and so when you mentioned these things to me it immediately clicked in my brain like tomcat's pop man like he <sighs> he had a pellet stove and, and that's why he, he did. did you know what i mean he did it was like, He understood that him going out with his truck, filling it up with gas, chainsaw, getting gas for that, maintaining all and cutting it. He was like, this cost way more than just doing this. You know what I mean? And and is way more efficient. And it's not just cost-based, you know, for materials. It's efficiency in heating the house, dude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he was a really smart dude. He passed away, RIP, uh, you know, uh, Tom. Junior, you know, he he was a really cool cat. I miss him a lot. And Auntie Wendy, too. She passed away. Shout out to Auntie Wendy. Uh, But it it just uh, when you when you were talking about pellet stoves, it it just that's that's where my brain went immediately. And it was just like, nah, they they always did well. And he was smart, good with math and, and
1: with with the available technology we have, some of it not so off the shelf, or at least not economically off the shelf, which I intend to, to disrupt that problem. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> like sterling generators, thermo thermoacoustic generators. A sterling engine is no more complex than a lawnmower, Briggs, and Stratton. And what, what does a replacement engine there cost? fuck
0: probably like right. 150 from the local guy you know what i mean right right yeah, he's, he's so getting why, over. It,
1: why is it a sterling engine cost fifteen thousand? well because everybody who's making them can charge that we just need somebody to put a sterling engine that produces real power on ebay for 500 bucks and he'll make a kill them. yeah so there's business idea for any of y'all i'll buy them
0: yeah well dude that's 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 the thing that i dig about you too is uh open source the world yeah well it's like with the cam back okay ladies and gentlemen like i was given a prototype of this device from my friend i'm interviewing right now it's like he's like i'm moving to finland you can have this you know what i mean and i kept it and took pictures of it and measured it and tried to collaborate with homies who would see it as a win and nobody ever really squeezed on it but I just thought that was super cool of you to just give it away. But it's not just that you gave me a prototype. It's like, it's online. When I mention it to people, they can Google it and they can see the exact same photos that I took more or less and see the measurements. And I just think that's cool, dude. It's very, cause Elon Musk does the same thing. You know, it's all, all of his pants are open. It's like you can look at all the designs and the blueprints and it's like, Hey man, if you can make something tighter than this, fucking do it and start selling right? it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I just Outbuild I, me. It, well, yeah, dude. I, I just think that's dope because I'm a musician also, right? And so if I sample some, collaborates. Yeah. Nature and,
1: collaborates. And, and it's,
0: if I sample someone else's work or I, you know, cover it or anything like if if they're way platinum, they can come after me with a lawyer. You know what I mean? And it's cool that you and Elon Musk and there's other guys doing it too that I can't name because I don't know them, but I know Brent Hasty and Elon Musk are, are yeah are, are open patent guys that are like, hey man, here's what I did make make something better if you can, you know. And I
1: it's like it's it's like my uh, CHP uh, uh, wood pellet stove fits in a priority mail flat rate box. Yeah. Has a griddle with, uh, for two pots. When you unfold the thing and stand it up, yeah, heats the dirt wonderfully. Run for hours on a handful of pellets.
0: Yeah, dude, and and the, you got the USB charger option too, right? Right. Is the thermal like
1: the- water-cooled thermoelectric generators. Uh, in my house, the Suamavator I have in here, uh, um, uh, it on high, it'll get our sauna up to um you know 60 65 c plenty warm uh and burn a bag of pellets every 12 hours that's a lot of heat energy kilowatt hours of heat energy because on average one bag a day heats my home a home uh but in the process of that it also heats the hot water loop for the house makes our hot showers we can cook on top of it and it, it's water-cooled thermoelectric generators, which is the heat exchanger for the shower, uh, produce enough electricity for us to get a free trip to town and back every day.
0: That's cool, man.
1: All for the same handful of pellets.
0: Yeah, see, man, I love that, man. And, and that's the other thing, too, is uh when I came out there to do the, the welding training at, at your crib out there, um, you had a solar panel set up to to charge your car that you built yourself dude
1: uh, and, and up, up until i sold the ranch to move to finland i was running my business off grid with my own on on-site produced energy and the leaf was the shop truck
0: dude can can you talk about the design and setup of that and the inspiration for that because i'm gonna run to the can real quick and i will be back in one minute and 30 seconds but if you can tell this story without me on your screen that would be dope and then i'll I'll check back in all is right. that cool with you sure. all right man brent hasty talking about powering his ranch with his own energy through solar all right here it goes ladies and gentlemen
1: so i guess we had this uh eight acre farm out in uh the Portland area and uh, had no power when we landed. I Had my big school bus, which had a large battery bank and inverter. That immediately powered us up as I backfed the grid. Then I uh, just uh, built a solar tracking sunflower on a stump that generated about uh, 1600 watts of electricity in full sun as it followed it through the sky. In the shed, we had a split-phase inverter for the split-phase 220 electrical grid system that America has, uh, capable of uh, uh, 8-kilowatt continuous, 16-kilowatt surge, and about a 22-kilowatt-hour battery made out of golf cart battery. And uh, we could run about three days without sun. Um, I added another... Two kilowatt hours of flat panel solar to the roof when we got our leaf to feed that iron horse. I'm back. <laughs> yes, he is.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna catch that story when I release into the episode. Um, All right. Yeah, um, I, I just wanted you to express your knowledge and skill level too on just doing, <laughs> you know, because it's it's real world, real world, real world shit that people don't think is achievable or that is beyond their reach or their scope. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not, I,
1: I ran a horse farm and a welding shop off grid. Yeah. And my, my, my advice is, you know, basically just spend, whatever you're paying for power, spend that twice a month, right? Yeah. If you're paying a hundred dollars a month, take a extra hundred dollars every month. So your power bill's is $200 and buy a solar panel and hang it in the side and offset your bill and just keep doing that till you don't have a bill anymore
0: yeah good advice man because there there is a lot of different companies who are trying to sell different angles and financing and shit and it's like yo you, you don't know, have to do that anymore I've dude
1: so many people, i've seen so many people uh, you know t- tripping over dollars to pick up dimes waiting for the best tax incentive deal Yeah, I'm like, don't even worry about that. Don't play that game.
0: Yeah, get
1: it and start saving today because it's gonna amortize over the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, really good advice, man. Like I, I I dig that shit because it, it, uh, man, we don't have to fucking pay for gas. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we don't, like we don't. Like I keep
1: when we quit paying for gas, healthcare will become much cheaper
0: yeah dude like there's yeah i just uh world changing ideas brand hasty i i, I dig yeah. this shit and then making it human and relatable to everybody else on earth you know mm. um
1: so so the fire triangle the fire triangle what do you need for fire right you know the fire triangle so talk about it, it yeah tell me about it you got your fuel your oxidizer and heat Those are the three things you need for combustion. You take any one of them away and you don't have fire. So uh, a good fire is a hot fire. In fact, the hotter, the better. It burns to a point, I think it's somewhere around 1600 C, the nitrous oxide start going up if you burn hotter than that. But uh, basically if you're burning at uh, uh, wood, prefers a uh, stoichiometric ratio of about 1.2 to 1. So that's a 0.2 extra oxygen by weight for the same amount of fuel being volatilized by heat.
0: Okay.
1: All right. So if you want to burn clean and get your dollar's worth out of your biomass, uh, you want a hot fire. And the air that you're introducing to it should not be cold. Cold causes soot. If you introduce air that is already above the auto ignition point of wood, then combustion's a given. And in my little CHP sawmaver pellet stove cartridge, so it's just this little cartridge, you know, a little column where everything's just balanced to operate like the combustion burner in a jet engine. The air rushes up the bottom with the draft or by fan induction. The fuel goes down, gets oxidized. The heat is conserved in a double wall, and then air is induced post-combustion at several stages to burn any uh, hot gases. Dope. Yeah. You can stick. You can stick your face in the exhaust, and it doesn't sting your eyes. It barely even smells like fire. Dope. Because it's all burned. Yeah. Hell
0: yeah. It's 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 dope to hear uh, the breakdown on the math, man. Because fuck. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I'm a nerd. I grew up a nerd, but it's uh the shit is relevant to me because I fucking hate having to pay for repairs and and maintenance and bills. You know, so ladies,
1: ladies out there need to breed more nerds. Yeah,
0: yes, <laughs> you, got, you got damn right. I hope I hope folks are listening, man. um So we don't
1: want idiocracy at like the last four years. Fuck no,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for reals um so we we talked about the camback evs and hasty heat um the the other thing that i have written down to ask you about is um finland
1: oh my well that's an interesting one yeah well, of course you know i i i um... well
0: because and and let me do because ladies and gentlemen right now as we're recording this brent hasty is in finland and i am in spokane washington so right. it's opposite sides of the earth and and he was my friend four years ago and i remember him talking like i'm gonna move to finland and he fucking did (laughs) he's out there now you you know what i
1: mean you met me before i knew i was gonna do this Uh,
0: dude yeah so it it just uh i dig
1: well when 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 when
0: homies when homies express to me a goal and then they achieve it it just it's like i don't know it's it's awesome I love that shit. So, can can you talk about what inspired the move? And and well, yeah, I'll have to
1: start at the beginning because it's a great story. All right, all right. So, so uh, my, my my wife's in the kitchen, starting to put away dinner. Got a what six month old boy sitting in a high chair, creaming in his face with the broccoli or whatever. Uh, I'm I'm probably finishing up my second helping, getting ready to clear the table, and. It was just like this it was like oh no and my wife's like what and i'm like i just had a thought that cannot be unfunk <laughs> and she's like what and i'm like well why don't we just move to finland yeah well because that's right <laughs> that's where your old lady's and then from, the rest right? was history and we, that's where we, you, we, your lady's from there right she is Finnish, so so certainly that's part of the decision but the backstory that led to that um unthink- unfunkable thought <laughs> was was of course the boy a new equation in my life right i'm doing new math all of a sudden yeah dreams because i i i wield my subconscious my favorite thing is to just photograph books like the whole engineering section of the universe just flip the pages and expose it to my brain eyeball picture and from there let the subconscious work it if you ever pull that book out again and need to reference something your eyeball will spot what you're looking for faster that specific page paragraph and quote
0: yeah and, and man I, I try to say this to homies too is uh the, the gems and the jewels are in ink not in ones and zeros you know what i mean like you can find a lot of cool shit online but if it's if it's down to the actual core of creating like and you want to look at someone else's work like look at it on paper bro you know it'll 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 stain your brain a little bit fucking longer than watching a youtube video you know
1: i like that stain your brain <laughs> yeah
0: you, you know like it's it will. It's like, I remember what that looks like, just like you're saying, you know, it's like.
1: So, of course, because because uh, having a child, I became much more concerned about the state of America. It, it, you know, people have asked me after living in Finland for approaching four years now, often they'll ask, you know, well, what's the difference? What is it like? Right. So the first thing I'll tell them, well, America, USA is a great place for business and it is i was a business operator there till i gave it to my brother yeah and and uh kicked down because i can't keep flying back and forth to manage it yeah <laughs> so uh um uh, in finland it might not be as good for business yeah more rules and i don't know about taxes seems to be about the same
0: Well, it's less. It's less. It's less of a capitalist society, isn't it?
1: Less, yes. They value time more. Do like, like every Finn gets like a month of vacation. If you Ah. have a kid, if you have a kid, she does. She doesn't have to go to work two years. Damn. She can raise that kid at least till it's off the deep.
0: That's cool, man.
1: Right. Yeah, so I, I appreciate the things that my tax dollar purchases here more. Yeah, it, really it, it comes it, it comes back to you swords when I want to buy plows.
0: Yeah, and man, say that again, please, because I was I'm interrupting really
1: tired of buying swords when all I want to buy is plows.
0: That's dope. when I was,
1: yeah. was finished when I was finishing uh my education. Uh, the air force really wanted me in for maintenance deals right and so did southwest and delta uh and uh on the military I was like you know I wouldn't be good I wouldn't be good for them they'd be like well you know uh build us this this tank right and I'd be like oh, damn it came out as a tractor again
0: yeah <laughs> it's got a, it's got a digger it's got a backhoe on there yeah. <laughs>
1: damn it came out as a tractor did i'll try harder
0: next time 22 (laughs) pistols on the side of it (laughs) that's awesome i dig that shit
1: so honestly uh i didn't take a job from any of them i got on my motorcycle and i did highway 101 took the road last traveled and had a colorful life
0: dude see i love that too man because uh I was a smart kid in my class when i graduated in 2000 and maybe there was high expectations from teachers or other adults around me and it took me a long time to finish college it took me eight years you know i dropped out went back dropped out went back and then when i finally broke out of my reservation i had charges on my record that wouldn't give me the job that everybody expected me to have based on my intelligence or skill set or education and so when I moved to Oregon, I got into cannabis because that's what I was into. You know what I mean? And it was the road less traveled. There wasn't a college that I could go to and learn that shit. I had to figure it out for myself and and create community amongst my friends and and do, do all the shit that they don't teach you in school, dude. And right? it's it's been a fucking awesome journey so far. You know what I mean? I have so many stories to tell and I've met so many friends like, like you, that I can ask about their journey and to tell their stories. And it just, uh, I dig how you said that, man, because I i try to encourage anyone else to do the same thing, you know, like uh, the, the structure or organization that's in place, if it doesn't feel like it fits you, you don't have to join it or be a part of it. You can do your own thing and still be successful, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you do, it better be something you enjoy
0: yeah your time on earth is your time on earth man
1: right make love not war. yeah <laughs> you don't want to dread dread makes you unhealthy
0: it does man stress kills man it fucking does mm-hmm. slow painful too yeah at the man. end of your
1: life yeah, you should be smiling backwards
0: yeah and people are like man why do you smoke all the time john and i'm like i'm not hurting myself or anyone else and i'm not stressing you know what i mean it's not my my total crush, but fuck, I don't have to be pissed off or angry. It's like, I'm I'm chilling out. Mm-hmm. I can see those things are still present, but I'm not pissed off and angry about them. I can deal with them and look at them from it's an objective. Yeah, I can objectively look at the situation and make adjustments, you know? Like mm-hmm. when I'm pissed off and angry, it's a lot harder to do that, you know? Like it is. It's like you're, well, you know,
1: it, it's part of the autonomic system from your very cellular structure to it is basically binary. You have two modes that the cell could be in Yeah. either growth or flight self-preservation. Yeah. And when you're in flight, you're not in growth. Dope. So when you have something you don't like, and your cells feel it through your emotional field, uh, they are in flight mode, yeah, not mode, and that leads toward disease.
0: No doubt, dope, dope breakdown, man. Um, before I ask you my cookie cutter question, I ask everyone else. I remember you adjusting the camera before we started the interview to capture the the building behind you in the background. Can you can you tell the story behind that before I ask you my cookie cutter question? Well,
1: uh, I got to get back to why we moved to Finland, though. Okay. <laughs> so, um, as, as as a new father, yes, I was concerned about the sociological and educational opportunities my son would have in America. And becoming familiar with Finland and the Finnish culture through the few years uh, I've spent with my wife and become interested in learning about it, right? Yeah. Uh. uh it culminated from looking at homeschooling in America, difficult times, expensive homes, to moving to Finland, economical homes, not great, little tiny economical homes. Yeah. Out in the country, fixer uppers available. Yeah. Like starting yeah, starting I don't need it much. stupid cheap to me. Starting it stupid cheap to me. When I was looking at the property I was on, a quarter million dollar note, right? I don't want bills. Hell so no. we, cashed, we cashed out every bit of equity we had and flat purchased our home when we hit.
0: Dope. So no you, own the, you own the land and everything, too, where you're at right yeah. now. No bills. Sick, dude.
1: And And to step out of my homeland and get a community with sociology, how they think, is what I bought for my son, their yeah. education system is what i bought for my son and finland is no joke about families even on crosswalks children are included in everything yeah you know dude's holding the girl or whatever every business has a playground for a kid tight and i lost a wallet with 500 euros shortly after getting into my house 100 kilometers from home next morning as i'm getting coffee it's at my front door dude wouldn't even take a, a a a tip
0: damn That's that's uh, unheard of, dude. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, that's the kind of honesty I I strive for and I look for in my friends. You know what I mean? This
1: is what expatriating USA has bought for my son.
0: Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope.
1: And so I said, see you later, family. We're going to go move to be with the other half of Max's family, Ava's family and live in Finland um, for Max to go to school. Yeah. And so we 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 liquidate the farm, get everything down to our Nissan Leaf and two pallets, two big pallets. Yeah. Shipped in a container to Finland, picked up at the port. Um damn. so dude, we, that's
0: and, a that's a huge leap of faith too, dude. Like, damn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, man, because I oh, like fuck, dude. Like I I'm I'm scared I, I to go a, anywhere just because
1: I, I have a history of, of being willing to go all in on a decision. Yeah, same, bro. Sometimes it hasn't worked out good, but <laughs> I just, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. You same. know, when I got in my motorcycle accident, the angel told me, the trick is just keep breathing.
0: Yeah, I fucking love that, dude, because, I, man, I am. I'm fucking roll the dice. I don't give a shit, man you know like that's i love that
1: yeah man <laughs> for reals dude oh like like when i bought ruby right uh, it wasn't even on my radar and then all of a sudden i see an ad or something plat autos got nissan lease down downwards uh 15 grand right yeah. i look in my bank and i'm like i just happen to have about 15 grand laying around i'm like hon let's go get an electric car and she's like, what? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I, I I have 1559 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go see Greg and and he had, he had a, uh, a SL, which is the top shelf model, which I'm so glad I bought. I'm totally a t- top shelf customer now. Yeah. I won't do without the backup camera and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, same. I had the same one Make in mind. Sure
1: when you get back into one, just pay the premium for the SL. It's yeah. much better. No doubt. Uh, and I had to go all in on that. I mean, seriously, I I raked together the couch. <laughs> I, I, I had maybe $5 left after I bought that car. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm making more money next week. Yeah. I don't need to go out to dinner tonight. We got a full pantry. Yeah. But I got that car. And the moment yeah. I got that car, my transportation costs became nominal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, same. It would just like, I, I don't have that expense anymore. There's this free fast charger downtown. Like, there's like, dude, I'm it, it just people didn't understand it. You know what I mean? They're like, you can only go this far, but it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. I can go and plug in downtown and go get a pizza. Like, it's nothing. Like, I don't,
1: I can unscrew a light bulb at a rest stop and plug in.
0: Yeah, well, and just the, the pizza that I bought <laughs> was less than I would have paid for gas for that, you know? Right. So it was just like, fuck, I'm cool. I'm fucking with mod. Fuck the it's gas like station.
1: It's like a 10 to 1 reduction in... in. Yeah, Any any y'all that are struggling to make your annual ends meet, get into an EV. It's like giving yourself a couple thousand dollar a year raise.
0: It is relevant math. I swear to God, ladies and gentlemen. Like, you especially if you live on my reservation in Labway, idaho there's a fucking fast charger at the casino now like you don't have to pay for oil changes no nothing just go plug in and charge up and then plug it in at your house overnight like it's nothing it's not
1: so so you know going all in not a big deal no doubt uh, so we, we we sold our horses cows goats chickens uh thankfully uh my dog was old and passed away right about that time so just buried yeah. her under a giant redwood tree and and uh and uh then we had about uh four months four to six months with no home we were homeless yeah we were couch surfing uh i did get a big uh dodge truck fifth wheel rv all decked out with solar and battery actually i took apart some off the house but yeah. <laughs> and 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 built a really nice emergency return home camp that sits out in Pendleton.
0: Dope. I got a son out in Pendleton, dude. So next yeah. time you make a trip out th- uh, that way, maybe we link up,
1: man. Enjoy trying to schedule yep, yeah. a
0: visit. Yeah.
1: So uh, one pallet was my tools. The other pallet was our clothes and household goods, whatever we were going to get through customs and declaration. And what you move with initially is the best time, but at the same time, we had to keep our costs slim because we wanted to outright buy a house. We didn't have any credit history in in Europe. Yeah. The last 25 years, my wife's been working in America. So yeah. we couldn't borrow money if we wanted to. So what, whatever deal we find, it has to be within our budget. So uh, we, we, we board the plane with little uh, two-year-old Max, and we leave. His first airplane ride was to leave his homeland. Yeah. Trip. And uh and while 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 we're in the air, our, our our goods are on the water. They're gonna arrive in about three weeks. We land at our dad's couch surf some more. Yeah. <laughs> uh after two, three days of my first jet lag, oh my gosh, that's no joke. <laughs> it gets easier the more you do it, but uh uh once once we got oriented to the time zone which is a full 12 hour flop 11 hour flop from portland yeah uh we started getting on the real estate sites and looking for home and our criteria is very simple we just wanted you know at least a 50 square meter little cottage you know two bedrooms and a bath kitchen living room more importantly though we needed about a at least a thirty square meter uh, uh, shed with a concrete floor and electricity, so yeah. I could get
0: it. you could get busy and make make your stuff and everything.
1: And and we would prefer at least a half acre of property because uh, I, I'm 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 a noisy creator. It's best if my neighbors live further away from me.
0: Same dude. I want to fucking play my music loud, Brent Hasty. You know. That's
1: right. Yeah. So, so at least a half an acre it makes for good neighbors. Well, uh, about three days into it in the morning, my wife's like, stop looking, I found it. She shows me this property that we did indeed buy. Uh, And it is a retired school in the village of Toika, within within EV range of grandpa. That's cool, man. Because it was important that we lived near family, and uh, it was adorable because of family, both her father and her aunt's initial uh, uh, reaction to "Hey, this is what we want to buy. It, it, it's it's our deal." was yeah. like, "No, no, you can't buy that." And we're like, "What? Why?" And they're like, "It's too big. It's too expensive to heat."
0: <laughs> You're like, <laughs> ah, "Contraire, my
1: friend." <laughs> Hold on, I'm I'm Mr. hazy <laughs> here. This yeah. this is a challenge. This is a challenge. I'm going to hook up my jet engine to it that I declared through customs as a uh, 30 kilowatt uh, uh, combined cycle wood pellet furnace. Yeah, I brought my own furnace. (laughs) That's sick, dude. So we ended up with like 10,000 square foot of indoor insulated space. Uh, One and a half acres, two gymnasiums, nine bedrooms, just boiler room, wet room. So, to do maintenance on the buildings, like. Word. <laughs> and already I've reduced the f- February, of course, being the coldest month. <laughs> this building, with just the rooms we are using, right? We're not, we don't have the whole house heated, but uh, it would burn 600 euros in oil to keep warm for the month of February, minus 25C yeah. outside and 20 C inside.
0: Damn. What did you turn it into? Right? What did you reduce well, it to?
1: The, the 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 structure also has two air source heat pumps which will reduce that heating bill in February down to 500 euros a month. See, I'm a math man Yeah. Uh, which is fine. That's still 100 euro month saving. Great. But I put in one of my pellet stoves and dropped that bill to 190 euros. For heating in the month of february and honestly the house was warmer than ever That's it dope. was more like 22 C. yeah and and it was heat saturated because a pellet stove is is a continuous heat engine right yeah like a fire where the heat goes up and down or a furnace that turns on and off by thermostat right it's the trick is to just match the heat loss of the envelope right and the average home. Uh, is only losing a couple of kilowatt per hour of heat three to five. So if you have a three to five kilowatt heater, like my workshop, it has a one kilowatt heater. I'm not trying to keep it super hot, but trying to keep it from freezing. Yeah. And that, that, that one kilowatt heater consists of uh six GPUs crunching cryptocurrency. It's wrapped in a bag that filters the air as it pumps it for cooling and heats my shop triple dude. quadruple win.
0: Well, because fuck dude I TJ, True Justice from Beers, Bongs, and Bullshit podcast. If you are listening to this episode right now, this conversation is relevant to your garage where we podcast. It's cold as a motherfucker in there, Brent Hasty, and that's why I, I was I, that's why I, I was heard. messaging you. I was messaging you last week, like, "Hey man, what's up with the pellet stoves?" Like, my homie has a garage, it's cold as shit in there. Like,
1: like right here, DIY yeah. it up.
0: Yeah, I, I sent him that that same YouTube link, and I'm like, dude. We got to build one of these. You know what I mean? Like, I'm down. I'm totally down. We could do it for cheap, you know? And we'll, we'll see. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm send him this episode and be like, dude, let's fucking do that shit. Cause he has uh, his cousin, her husband does drywall and insulation. And he's like, man, we could do the ceiling. I'm like, just do the ceiling and put build this fucking stove, bro. It'll we'll be great. You know what I mean? We'll be good till fucking
1: April, you know? <laughs> so after, uh, uh, <laughs> uh finding the property first we came out here with the auntie and so it's my wife my son and i and the auntie she was uh retired from real estate mm-hmm. and we do the house tour and we come in and pretty soon the kids disappeared we're like where did the kid go we go looking for him and walk down this long hallway which is his raceway for his tricycle <laughs> <laughs> anyways he's in the kid bathroom with a half-height little kitty toilet and sink washing his hands just did his duty
0: all right cool man
1: we'll take it yeah Uh, actually we didn't tip our cards like that yet we came back with her father and uh and then got the family's approval to buy it (laughs) cool man and awesome. then I got to tell my family that not only did I move my son to Finland for school, literally and figuratively, because we now live in a schoolhouse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's dope, man. So are you gonna Airbnb the shit right there behind you or what, man? Is I've that thought the plan? about
1: it? I thought about it. They're putting in a great big Gumaring racetrack, and I could put out barbecues, porta potties, and use that big old schoolhouse from what was it? 1890. Uh yeah. just the attic. If I put out cots, I could I could like do a hospice bunk. You yeah. know, like just come sleep. You gotta go away during the day. You know, here's somewhere to keep cook, keep clean. Yeah. And stack them and rack them for people who want to go to these the the the, the F1 races and stuff here at track just up the road.
0: Yeah, I think that would be tight, dude. Another not right? business move. Yeah, hell yeah.
1: Because it has the Capacity to attract more than the hotel industry locally has.
0: I agree. i i if I come to visit, bro, I'm like, yo, can I crash in the schoolhouse, man? You know what I mean? But I, I was like, yeah,
1: it's yeah, warm in there. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs>
0: dude. Because fuck, I, I don't know. I think yeah, that my,
1: the- my boy has an indoor trampoline because we he got a gymnasium.
0: Yeah, I think the moves you're making are fucking awesome, bro. Like totally, you know. Um, which brings me to my cookie cutter question. All right. Um, yeah, there's a two sided question. First side is the good side. Second side is the bad side. Um, I ask this to everyone who's an entrepreneur who is successful, man. So the first first half of the question: What do you feel has been your best move on the path to where you're at right now?
1: to keep my job to a zero commute word i work at home yeah i I just walk to another building go to work to not have that travel time and cost has improved my life no doubt the other path to success is internet if it wasn't for ebay and paypal i i probably wouldn't be sitting here you know because they gave me the venue to sell my craft hot off my welding bench yeah that's dope And uh. Probably the other thing to be successful in business is, you know, share a lot. That's what gets you awareness.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a good, good advice, man. Good, good answers, Brent Hasty, and not super it's long. Like,
1: it's like every time I ship, I, I want to take a picture of what I'm shipping and flick a little picture off to Pinterest. Yeah. Because it keeps me. Not just all the pictures I already have on Pinterest, but this is current. It keeps me on the front of the page.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so the the other side of that question, Brent Hasty, is what do you feel has been your biggest mistake on the path to where you're right now?
1: Not having a commute. Word. (laughs) There are advantages to leaving home to go to work. (laughs) Word. Uh, uh, you know in relationships and stuff like with the son it's really difficult for him to have daddy at home and not able to play yeah I'm like no son I need to go do this right now so we can keep the lights on
0: yeah word so same answer that's dope yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: Take, take- um any other difficulties I've had you know, I've had losses and shrinkage and all kinds of things happen in business as does internal theft, whatever. But man, at the end of the day, I'm money ahead.
0: Yeah, that's dope, man. It's it's uh, good advice, man. Um, we're, we're past an hour. We're past an hour now, dude. Um, I, I asked all the questions I wanted to ask. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or is there any concepts or ideas that you wanna promote for the future?
1: Um. Well, let's let's lay out my YouTube channels.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. And that. Yeah, dude. Promote. Uh. Please send me the links to and messengers so I can add them in the description, so yeah. people can. So, yeah.
1: Just just uh um, YouTube uh user ID, Technomage, twenty twelve. That would be T E K, as in technology. T E K N O M A G E two zero one two <laughs> and oh. then there would be mpg trikes of course miles per gallon trikes i'm sure you can spell that i hope mpg trikes and then there's hasty heat uh and you'll find all those on youtube uh and uh see many of the different crazy things i've built throughout my life like the gluppity glupp, uh or the uh chameleon two-wheel drive human hybrid electric chopper motorcycle i built in 30 days on a dare and got a free trip to the 2013 Sturgis Rally. Dope. Yeah. By way by way of Yellowstone National Park.
0: Hell yeah. See, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check- that
1: motorcycle frame was so light I could hold it out in one arm. Dope. 23 pound motorcycle frame that did 80 miles an hour. Hell you, can yeah. pedal with it. you can pedal with it up to 60. Two wheel drive, human hybrid electric. Dope. 12 kilowatts of power.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck Eight yeah. Yeah, check out the YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh,
1: what else we got? Uh, let's go to Mars. Let's make yeah. a backup copy of Life. As far as we know in the world, as far as I've been able to to collect from the information available, it's unique to hear so far, so it's precious. Yeah. Let's collaborate and get off this rock.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, Elon Musk, yo, yeah.
1: (laughs) No other person in the world should is a better choice at this slice of history to be currently the world's second richest than Elon Musk. Yeah, he doesn't worship the religion of the golden calf. I am not a fan of bean counters, Uh, and and he's got the open source the world mentality and 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 thank goodness the world has positioned him with the wherewithal to be able to pursue his goals yeah that that are making the changes that this world needs made
0: yeah i agree man it's uh when when i watch all the sci-fi movies about alien and Wayland yutani corporation i'm like it's going to be musk and somebody else that partner up to to send us out to all those places and Explore. It, it,
1: it's gonna take us all it's a huge endeavor
0: you yeah know? So, yeah
1: well you know be the guy who breeds the the first herb that'll uh live in the pe- chlorate martian soil
0: no doubt yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: dope idea man All of, if there's any cannabis breeding homies do that Get shit.
1: Some soil and start start shifting genes
0: yeah man Find <laughs> find 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 one that'll sprout and germinate and that shit and let's let's do it. We'll have we'll have nugs on Mars too. Martian nugs. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, uh, dude. Well fuck, dude. That that's that's pretty good for an interview right there. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up, Brent Hasty?
1: I think that last business idea was a good closer.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Breed breed for Mars. Breeding for Mars, cannabis breeding for Mars, hemp, whatever, CBD, CBN. Holler at your there boy you. Brent Hasty. You know what I mean. I'm sure he's he's got some some math to relate to you. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna go ahead and do my outro dance. This was the 85th episode of Concerned Dabs podcast. I was your host, Katie M K. My guest tonight, Brent Hasty from Hasty Heat MPG Trikes. What was the other one on YouTube?
1: Uh, the Technomage 2012.
0: Technomage 2012. Please check those terms on YouTube. Follow the channels. Subscribe. Dude is doing some amazing shit. Uh, some some world changing shit that every man can relate to and apply to their life. So I got to thank the man, Brent Hasty, for coming on the show. He's a good friend and very talented, intelligent human man you know who's who's spreading knowledge to everyone else and i i thank him for doing that on my show man it, it means a lot to me um tuning in from halfway around the world even man you know so that's that's the shit, you know so uh i also got to give a shout out to my guys in production mitchell wilson and jesse curry this has been a main node and joseph street enterprise production